Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading and Tarot for Kids. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 216 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is spirit cards. And I've got a very special guest, none other than Veronica Barlow. Welcome, Veronica. Hello, Teresa. I'm so excited to be on this show. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to... Hello, listeners out there. Hello. We're going to have a great time. Absolutely. And I've been a longtime fan of your work. I know you've got a new book coming out, which we're going to be talking about in a second. Uh, but first of all, um, and this topic, by the way, is so juicy, but I need to know, I need to know how did you begin your journey with tarot? You've been doing it quite some time. I have. I have. I started reading tarot when I was six years old. And to tell you the truth, I read, I could quote unquote read tarot because of the pictures and the stories that my grandma Helen would tell me. Because my grandma Helen read, my great grandmother Anna read, and that's what I talk about. I, t- I, I touch on that in Bohemian Magic, my book, And she raised me as a child to learn the tarot. And she would tell me stories about showing me the pictures. And it just stuck in my head because it's such a perfect time when you're young and like you're a little kid, like that's when you learn a ton of different languages. That's when your brain is growing and you can, you just soak up everything at once. And I could read tarot quicker than I could read books because my grandmother would show me the pictures and tell me a story about each one. And I love the stories. So it was very easy for me to just soak that all up when, when I was little. And I have to tell you, Teresa, that I saw, I just ordered your tarot for kids. And I think that's absolutely brilliant and so beautiful that you created a deck specifically for children. One, because it's a perfect time to learn. Two, I really felt like the cards were my companions growing up. Mm. I felt like they were my little friends and that if I was nervous about something or getting picked on or I was worried about a test or what was going to happen, I could shuffle through the cards and they were my buddies and the spirits would help me with the cards and give me an answer of what I needed to do to navigate growing up. So I just want to tell you, like, I just, I think that is so beautiful that you created that deck. And I really think that it's going to help so many children out there. And I love the way you phrase things where, you know, instead of the lovers, it's best friends. And instead of death, it's change. And it's just because that's how my grandma taught me in a way that was like very positive and very beautiful for a child to understand. So kudos to you. And I cannot wait to get my deck tomorrow. So it's coming tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. Well, I can't wait for you to get that. And I just find it so intriguing that you started so young. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone starting that young, really. And, you know, when I got my first deck, I was 15. So and there weren't very many decks to choose from. And, you know, we nowadays, we've got so many decks, we're so, so lucky. Mm-hmm. And thanks to the internet, I think a lot of more younger 
folks are being introduced to tarot. And, you know, so I think there are probably more people like you who get their start a little bit earlier, which I think is wonderful because I agree, you absorb that information when you are a child, like your brain can take on so, so much. So how fortunate were you to have a grandmother to instruct you? I mean, that is amazing. She was, she was absolutely amazing. Um, the, so much of the magic that I do and the magic that I talk about in Bohemian Magic is from her. And she, we would do so many, not only would we do tarot cards, she would do ESP games with me. She would ask me, <clears throat> she created this space that was a cave in, in our minds. And she would say, just close your eyes. I want you to go into this cave and the cave is safe and warm and it's nestled into the earth and it's a safe space. And there's this beautiful bonfire in the middle and you can sit there and watch the flames and feel safe and good. And she would, she had such a soothing voice mm. and uh, a longtime smoker, lucky strikes. So she was like extra, <laughs> extra, Hey, and uh and she really would soothe me. And then she would say, I want you to turn around and see if you see anything written on the walls of the cave. So if I had any questions, I would go in there with a question. And she believed that the spirits would put it into my mind, seeing writing on the cave wall or symbols or a picture or something. And that's how she taught me to work on premonition, uh, to tap into my own intuition. Because again, as children, we, we, we have that natural intuition mm -hmm. because we don't know language yet and we have to figure out are we safe is this okay and so we rely so heavily we're the most magical beings ever when we're little but then like say your parents have a fight and you walk into the room and you're like are you okay and the parents wanting to protect you from that say oh no 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 everything's fine and you're like weird because my intuition is telling me something is like not good in this room so then we start doubting our intuition because people are trying to quote unquote protect us so i'm really great my grandma helen like set me on my path and really shaped my world as a child i love that I would love to know all about your grandma, Helen. I mean, she sounds like an amazing lady. And again, how fortunate to have that influence at such an early age in your life. Yeah. So when we corresponded, and you had mentioned in the correspondence before we uh, got to this podcast, something about spirit cards. And that got my attention. I've never heard of a spirit card, not in tarot. And I'm like, what? Okay, this is what we're going to be talking about for this podcast, because I always want to educate people about different things and i've never heard anybody ever mention this so what what is a spirit card i mean how do you describe that oh Teresa, this is so juicy i cannot wait to tell you this because most i have most people are like you know because i mean you've been doing it a long time yeah. you're an absolute expert you do this all the time so it's really fun because most people don't haven't heard of the spirit card so the spirit card my grandmother Helen's mother taught her about and my great-grandmother Anna read with playing cards and she 
would read for people. My grandma read for people. And so my grandmother taught me this thing that's called the spirit card. It's an old bohemian magic kind of tapping in even further. And I'm telling you, once I share this with you and your listeners, I want you, I want all of you to do this out there because you, I'm telling you, it's going to help your reading so much. I want to hear, please like contact me, let me know how it goes. Cause I, this is one of my favorite things. So she would ask the people, so the person she's reading for, she gives them the cards to shuffle. So you have to be comfortable with your client or you know the 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 person asking the questions shuffling your cards. They shuffle their cards so they could put the energy in it and then she would say tell me when you feel that it's right. And what she would do is you take your dominant hand you have you have the the person your the querent, the the mm-hmm. client. What what is the best word that I could use for that for your listeners? Fine. Okay, so your querent is you ask them to hold out their dominant hand as if flat, as if they were going to. So your palm is their palm is facing the ceiling, facing up, and you ask them to put the deck after they're finished shuffling and they're feeling good about it on top of their palm. Okay. On top. So the whole entire deck is on top of their open dominant palm and face down their The deck is face down and you ask them, does that feel correct now? And if not, you can shuffle more, but you just have to feel the cards in this way. Are they right? Are they not? It's up to you. So once they say, yes, they are right, then my grandmother would take the cards out of the palm of their hand and whatever card is at the very bottom that is kissing their palm, which my grandmother and my great-grandmother were also palm readers, and they believed that the story of your life runs through the lines of your palm. So therefore, if it feels quote unquote right to the querent and they just had the deck on their palm, the card kissing their palm is their spirit card. Now that is the underlying current of everything that you're going to pull when you pull like from the top of the deck and do a reading for them, rather whether it's a three card reading, whether it's a full, whatever layout you do. So my grandmother and my great grandmother would not tell the querent about the spirit card. That would be their secret little insight on the person that they were reading. Because if you have somebody that say pulls the empress and that's at the bottom you know that you're reading for this person that's like very sensual she's very nurturing you kind of have get this vibe so no matter what that speaks to you're reading whatever it informs your reading whatever you pull from the top now i tell people 
what their spirit card is. Because I feel like I, when I'm reading for people, I want them to understand as much as possible why I'm telling them the things that I am. So I do, I do tell them their spirit card is this and I put it to the side. And that's kind of the guardian the the overseer of the whole entire thing but my grandmother and my great-grandmother apparently gave i know my grandma did because she was incredible uh gave very accurate readings and she would say it's because she would see what their spirit card was first and then she would have an idea so like say it's a three three of swords going on you know, that they've got a heartbreak or they're dealing with hurt. So say all the, say there's a three card reading and all the cards are positive on the top, like the coming off the top because they're moving into positivity, but she would know they had been dealing with stuff. Like that would be the secret that would tell her the underlying what their spirit was going through at the moment. And that is the spirit card. Juicy, right? I love that. (laughs) I love that. So, what about uh, here's a question now you got me very interested. So, what I mean, if I come back for a different reading, let's say the first reading I get is that three of swords, let's just pretend. Mm -hmm. And then I say, Well, I'm coming back for another reading because that really hit home. Does the three of swords still hold tight, or do I get a new spirit card for the next reading? You get a new spirit card because every single time that you sit with someone, it's just what is going on with them right now? What is the main underlying thing that they're dealing with? Because we're all dealing with something, especially during this time of the pandemic and we're coming out of this and we're dealing with a lot of things. You know, I feel like I'm a really happy person. I hope that you could look at my present and see that there's like really positive cards there. And yet at the same time, like I know me personally, I just went through a medical scare and things like that and everything's fine now, but like there, the, my spirit card might be like a little bit, like I've been going through stuff, mm-hmm. no ma- but everything in my life is currently right now. Fantastic. So the spirit card would show you, I've been kind of going through it, and but everything is great, like positive cards now for sure, you know. So, so, but in a in another week, maybe you know, like maybe maybe um, the spirit card would be more positive, you know, because I tend to I tend to move towards the positive. Um, I tend to pull pretty positive cards most of the time. So, um, yeah, yeah. And life so every changes time. and we change too. So that's good to know. Exactly, exactly. So you ask people to hold it in their hand, but now we are, of course, in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. What if you're doing readings for somebody and you're having to do it via Zoom? And I mean, how does that work then? Well, I do it on camera. I have done this because I feel like it's important. So what I do is... I ask them to tap in. We have this moment that's about five to 10 minutes prior. And this is something that my grandmother would do in person as well. Um, She believed that she was very, I, I mean, obviously she was my grandma. She had this very nurturing energy. And before she would read for her clients, 
she totally grandmawed them. She would make them tea. She would ask them if she could take her fingertips and run her fingertips from the crook of their elbow down to their wrist and then across their palm. And she would do this a couple of times to kind of, you know, judge the energy. Mm-hmm. And also it calms the querent down because they're scared. They're just, mm-hmm. I mean, when people come to a tarot reading, no matter how sweet and wonderful the tarot reader is, there's always like a little bit of nervous, like, I hope everything's good. I hope I'm going to get good advice. I hope if there's obstacles, I know how to navigate. And that's how my grandma would do it, like a therapist. Mm -hmm. And so she would gently just take her fingertips and slowly drag them down from the inside of the elbow, down to the wrist, down over the palm and to the fingertips. Do that a couple times with both both of her hands and just like have the person put both of their hands on the table, palms facing up, and just have that quiet time. And my grandma was so soothing that in doing this with a querent, you're opening up their mind, you're opening up their energy, you're calling in, you could say out loud, I'm calling in your spirits, your ancestors, your helper guides so that I can connect with them, the cards can connect with them because they want to give you the best direction through these cards. And that's what my, my grandmother talked about the spirits all the time. And so she felt like caring for somebody like five minutes before 10 minutes before the reading would give a more accurate reading. So I do the same ish kind of thing on zoom. I can't obviously touch somebody, but I'll talk them through things. I'll set them up in the cave. Like I'll tell them a story where they are and like, just, just so we could go on a journey together Mm. because tarot is sacred. It is It is sacred. Before there was psychologists and counselors, people would come to the tarot lady. You know what I'm saying? Like they would come to the person doing tarot and get counseling and direction from the spirits, from the ancestors. So it's sacred. So I try to talk them through a journey. I do this in my book, Bohemian Magic 2. Every single initiation starts with a journey that I talk you through so we can go to a magical place together. And because our minds are incredible and they're ready to journey. And so once I do that, then I ask them to connect with me and I ask, I let them know that I'm going to call in their spirit guides and my spirits and so that they can talk to each other because I am here to give them the very best, you know, what, what, where they need to go, what needs to happen, the highest good for them. That's what the purpose is. And if there's obstacle cards, it's so that we can navigate around. And then I put the cards on my own hand and I say, does that feel right? Just try to tap into this. Hold your hand out like you're you're using my hand. You can use my hand. And then I slowly, like I cut the cards, um, you know, and I let them be like, that feels right. That feels right. And it's worked. So you can do it. You absolutely can do it 
on Zoom and give a really, as you know, as you know, so you could give give really accurate readings. Because I mean, I feel like we're hanging out together right now. Like I feel like I've known you for years. Just talking with you now, yeah, I feel like we're having a little tea thing right now. Yeah, and it's so interesting because energy is energy, and I always believe that you know whether you're doing it in person, over the phone, over email with tarot, there's always that connection. And by the way, your voice, you, you must have inherited this from your grandmother. Your voice is so soothing. I'm feeling very relaxed just talking to you right now. Like, Thank oh, yeah, you. I'm so <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> so you did pick that up from uh, Grandma Helen. Also, the very soothing, soothing voice that I can, and I think it's so important because, you know, oftentimes when people come to a reading, you know, there's that fear thing, but also sometimes people come from work. Or they, they were in traffic and they're stressed and they're not thinking about spirit. They're thinking about that terrible lunch meeting they had or the traffic and having a way to bring that energy down is so important so they can be open for the reading and not coming into it with this wall around them. So I think your technique with the cave and the spirit card, it feels like there's, this is a ritual to get mm-hmm. the prime, to get the pump primed. Is that the word I want to use? Yes. And ready Mm -hmm. and open for the experience. So this is so beautiful. And it it really, whether you're doing it by Zoom or in person, it really does work. And and it will give, like for for those of you listening, it will give you so much more accurate readings if you can connect with a person in the beginning like that. Because trust me, we are all yearning Mm -hmm. to have connection and even before the pandemic when I you know a lot of times I get hired to read at these like wild Brooklyn art house parties and they set up this sacred tent for me and the the music is pounding in some other room and people come in and they sit there and I've had like women start to cry when I'm just like I'm like do I have your permission to like just um just run my fingertips down from the inside of your elbow to the tips of your fingers. And they're like, Oh my God, yes, please. And I do it. And they just, they're, they're so in need of that care, that care taking mm. that I feel like it's an instant connection. So I, I really, whether it's in person or it's on Zoom and you create a journey and make them feel at home, like they want to go on a journey with you and they'll mm-hmm. feel really good. So that's our job. You know, that's our job as tarot readers is to help people with their, find their highest good and like how they can, they can get there. I really believe that. And I think that this is why this is such important work. So thank you for doing it. And thank you to all of your listeners. If you're worried about, oh, this seems so complicated or, you know, am I ever going to learn all this tarot stuff? Let your intuition guide you because if you are called to this, listeners, you have a gift that could help other people. So just keep going with it and just know that this, this work is really needed in the world. Absolutely. I mean, we are here to serve and to witness and to remind people of how good and whole they really are, that they've always been worthy. They've always been worthy of a great life. And I really firmly believe that, um, you know, 100%. we all deserve the best. And so many people don't think that. And it's like, no, no, no. 
you you deserve the best. You're all right. You're going to be fine, and we're mm-hmm. going to help you with that. Yeah. So that leads me to a question that I, I have in the back of my head, too. Are there any precautions you would advise readers to keep in mind when working with a spirit card? You know, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't, I haven't run into anything. Um, I've, I've never had a problem working with the spirit card. And so thank you for asking that. That's an excellent question. I would say no. I, I would say, you know, if you want to introduce the spirit card to uh, your querent, you absolutely can. You can say, this was a bohemian magic tradition that I learned from Grandma Helen. If you say her name, she loves it. I'm telling you, I've had so many people pass her name on and just say Grandma Helen. And I, I feel like I feel like she helps. I feel like she's she's always there. She loves she loves having her name being said. So so just say you learned it from grandma Helen and, uh, and she loves that. And, and then, and then you can explain to them where it comes from, what it's about, or you can choose to have it just for your own little idea of like, okay, even though these cards are positive right here, the spirit card is saying this person has been going through it. So you could say, I can see that you've been going through it and kind of tap into that. And, but this is what I'm seeing for your, your road, your future road, which is this positive thing or whatever it is. And, um, and I think that, I mean, the spirit card has never, ever been, it has never led me astray. It's always right on. And it's enhanced my readings 100% doing that. So it almost feels like it's an anchor for the reading. It does. It's, 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 it's the guide. And you know, it's interesting because my, I should also say this, my, my grandmother did not do reversals because she learned no, because she learned from her mother doing playing cards. And so they would do playing cards. There's no reversals in playing cards. And so when she taught me, when I was little, she was trying to teach me in playing cards but I was like, I can't look at, I couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. And like, I can do it now, but like back then I was like, you know, I'm like, I can't look at numbers and attach a story to it. So my grandma broke down, got the Rider Waite deck <laughs> because that's the only thing that was out. And, uh, and so broke down and then she just attached it to the stories on the cards. So I don't read in reversal because my grandma's old school way and her mother's old school way of doing it was with the cards and there was no reversals. So with the spirit card, it really, you know, it really kind of is like the main guide of everything you need and then doing the cards without reversals. So that's how I do it because that's how my grandma taught me how to do it. So Interesting, right? Yeah. Yes, and I, I love, so many readers have so many different ways of doing it. And I think the legacy of Helen is, this should be a whole other book, you know, the legacy of Helen, because obviously she's taught you well. And I just love the idea of her loving her name being mentioned and going through all these readings over the years that you've done. And it's like you're carrying her forward. So that's so, so beautiful. 100%. You know, it's it's amazing because Bohemian Magic, um, my book, um, there's pictures. It's, it's, it's 240 pages and it's filled with pictures. It's like a grimoire. It's, it, 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 it's got like tape on it and like 
pictures like taped in and my handwriting and poetry and spells and journeys. And there's several pictures of Grandma Helen in there. And the reader actually meets Grandma Helen materializes in a tarot parlor. And she meets the reader at this little point because everything kind of starts, each initiation starts with the imagination journey. So the reader actually gets to meet her towards the end. And um and she takes, you know, and then there's spells that she teaches you how to do, and I outline them. So it's kind of like you get my grandma Helen too by having reading the book Bohemian Magic, and you get to see her beautiful picture, and it it makes me really happy because uh, a year ago, I w- or right before the pandemic, I was doing uh, I do covens at the Chelsea Hotel, and because uh, it's very magical, artistic portal place, and I. Uh, these visiting witches from New Orleans said, well, I love, cause there's this other ritual that my grandma taught um, that is really beautiful. It's a wishing circle. And they, I said, they came up to me afterwards and they said, is it okay if I use this ritual in, in my workings? And I was like, absolutely. You just got to say, Grandma Helen, when you do it, and thank you, Grandma Helen, because she loves it. And lo and behold, like six months later, there was this radical fairy festival. Yeah, my friend goes to that every year. I know about that. (laughs) Okay. So apparently... This person went to the fairy festival, Radical Fairies, and they were doing this massive circle at the end, and they did a wishing circle, and they had everyone yell at the end, thank you, Grandma Helen. So there was like a hundred and something half-naked people in fairy costumes or whatever, like screaming, thank you, Grandma Helen, and one of them happened to be a really good friend of mine who is a tarot reader at Enchantments. He comes back and he's like, you are never going to believe this. There was these witches from New Orleans that used your grandma's thing and had everybody say, thank you, Grandma Helen, at the end. And I cried. I cried when I heard that story. Like, how beautiful. Grandma Helen is just a legacy, an icon. You know? She's going to be a bigger legacy because of your book. So I want to know a little bit more. The book is called, <clears throat> for people who are listening, it's called Bohemian Magic, Witchcraft and Secret Spells to Electrify Your Life. And this is coming out like any minute. So by the time the podcast is live, it'll be out for about a week, I think. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, what, when did you start writing this book? What was, I mean, was Grandma Helen the inspiration? How did this all come together? Uh, tell me more about it. Well, you know, this is a beautiful story, Teresa. I I had always been teaching my grandma Helen's things and her magic, her rituals, her spells, because I feel like they helped me so much. And I always wanted to write a book. And, but I didn't, you know, I don't have an agent. How, what does one do? You know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are like, yeah, what, what, what does one do? And, um, So I just started teaching her things combined with my own kind of rock and roll magic and living in Brooklyn and doing all this stuff. And I kind of have this, like the two of us, like, you know, the vibe of that together. And so I was teaching a coven 10 years ago and this amazing writer, Carolyn Turgeon was in my coven. She's this awesome woman and really badass. And I was like, listen, I just want to do a coven where we lift each other up. 
So it's mm-hmm. like all of these people, our goal is just to like help each other's dreams and like do all this good magic all the time to help each other. So lo and behold, she ends up getting this amazing deal at HarperCollins and she wrote the fairy handbook and she wrote the unicorn handbook and all this stuff. And they're beautiful, hardbound books mm-hmm. with tons of pictures and colorful and juicy. And she, her editor said, I want you to write the witch's handbook. And she said, I would love to. But if I did that, it would just be a book report of Veronica Varlow. So I would rather bring her in here. So that's how beautiful having the solid, beautiful coven community and like people supporting each other. She walked me right into the doors of HarperCollins and said, this is my friend. I gave him a proposal. They're like, done, let's do this. Valentine's Day, I got the contract right before the pandemic hit. And so it's a beautiful, like giftable, 240 page full color pictures of like everything. So you'll be able to see the spells. You'll be able to see inspirations. It's an art spell as well Mm -hmm. as it is like a journey. So I'm really, I feel really lucky. And I feel like grandma Helen had something to do with that 100%. And she is, she is all over the book and it's, it's really, it makes me feel so happy. And my dad, her son, um, is, is so, he's so excited that his mom, you know, cause she passed, um, she passed when I was 12. So that was, that was a while ago. And, uh, so my dad's really excited about it too. So we're all looking forward to this. So I hope, I hope you enjoy it. Readers, let me know. Contact oh, I know me. they will. My, <laughs> my listeners are, are avid readers and I've got my copy on order. So I cannot wait for it to come in. Hopefully it'll be coming in tomorrow when on its due date. Um, and I've looked at the pictures already on the inside and I am a sucker for anything visual. So I'm very, very excited to get my copy. Uh, I think you've written a beautiful book that people will treasure. And I, I just love this idea of Grandma Helen's legacy coming through the books. I know when I get it in my hands, I'm going to be able to tap into that. And I just think that's amazing. So amazing. She loves you. She, she's, she's, I'm telling you, she is just gonna, you know, you're going to see that picture and look in her eyes and you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is my girl. Like she's, she is, she is a guardian of witches 100% Mm. and guardian of women and men who like lift each other up and take care of each other. Like 100%. Yeah. Well, we all need a grandma Helen in our life. And I've got one more question to ask you. Yeah. Pray tell what is spectacular. (laughs) spectacular oh my god i'm so excited i'm so excited you asked um well spectacular is the tradition of witchcraft that my husband david varlow who is also a magician he's phenomenal he's he's a nature magic magician and we actually, when we met, the second thing he said to me was, I would love to read your tarot cards. And I was like, done, I'm marrying you. Like, what, let's go to Vegas right now. We didn't, we got married at Halloween last year. But um, but what Spectaculous is, is it's the combination, it's the foundation of my grandmother Helen's magic, which is magic that I didn't want it to just go into the bin witchcraft mm-hmm. because it's so different. Her stories and the rituals that you and your listeners are going to see are so different than just traditional witchcraft. Um, 
bohemian magic has got a different flair to it. So when I would do rituals, people would be like, what is that? Where did you learn that? And I'm like, Grandma Helen. So the full foundation of spectacular magic is my grandma, Helen. And then it's combined with my own kind of rock and roll magic and burlesque and sensuality and creativity. And also with my husband, David Varlow's nature magic, because he's, he's such an incredible green witch. So it's all of that together. It is a witchcraft of the bohemians, of the artists, of the creatives. Uh, we really focus on your own natural mysticism and, and pulling that out and standing in your own power, helping others, helping the earth, helping community, and also working your art with your instinctive magic art because art is magic. So it's, it's a very creatives-based witchcraft so because it is the bohemian so yeah so that's what spectaculous is all about that's what we we spectaculous came to us and that's what it is because it's kind of a circusy sounding spectacular spectaculous so yeah i love it i love the title and of course i got nosy as heck about it so i also know that you teach tarot because i know a lot of my listeners are looking for teachers and so let's say somebody wanted to take your tarot class they wanted to learn about the spirit card directly from you and all the other amazing things that you do. If somebody wanted that, how could they, how could they work with you? You have tarot classes, right? Yes, I do. Um, they can find me at love, Witch. so it's L O V E W I T C H dot com. So not the movie, because there's also a movie, but I have the website first. So <laughs> so it's lovewitch.com. Um, Veronica Varlow's Witch Academy. I have tarot courses, Love Academy, doing spell casting and all sorts of witch camp, all sorts of fun things. So I invite your your readers to come on over. And if you sign up for the newsletter right now, they're going to get a free, um, they get uh, spell casting sheets that will help them work their spell casting magic just for fun, just for a gift. So come on over. <laughs> yes, everybody get to Veronica's fabulous world. And if people want to buy the book, where can they get the book, Veronica? Well, right now, um, you could you could get it anywhere. If you want a, it's it's, it's being sold all over. Um, you could also buy it from myself on lovewitch.com. If you want a signed copy, I'm also hiding a secret witch sigil ta faux tattoo inside the pages for you. That's a special promotion. And you get the book for free if you take my Spectaculous School of Spellcasting course. What? It's six weeks long and you get this book free as a companion signed with a tattoo. So I'm trying to do some fun stuff over here. So yeah, so that's that's one thing. And you could also go to Word Bookstores and that's my local mom and pop down the street. And I will be happy to autograph if you just want the book. I am happy to also, if you're not going to go with like one of these big online sellers, if you go to Word Bookstore on their internet site, I will run down there and sign a copy for you and personalize it. So, and they'll send it anywhere in the world. Amazing. Well, Veronica, I could talk to you all day. I know that you've got a busy life and you've got to get ready to 
get this book baby out into the world <laughs> like in a day. So yeah. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy life to teach about spirit cards and to tell my listeners all about your book, your classes, and Spectaculous. So thank you. Thank you for making time for me today. Oh, thank you, Teresa. And I'm really looking forward to getting my tarot for kids tomorrow. And I just, I love the work you're doing. And I'm really touched that you're, you know, that you have that deck out. That's beautiful. It really is. And I appreciate your work. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I appreciate your work. And I can't wait for mine. I think it's coming tomorrow too. So uh, I cannot wait to get my copy and uh, learn all about Grandma Helen and her legacy. And we're going to carry that legacy on forever. Oh. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, people. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And remember, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, books, blog posts, forecasts, so much other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. Don't forget to get a copy of Bohemian Magic. And by the way, if you're digging the podcast, do me a favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day. Let it guide you to making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. Mm -hmm.